0: Welcome to Mornings with Monsters. Alrighty guys, today we are talking about Gnolls. Gnolls are a humanoid hyena looking thing. Real gross.
1: Well, they're one of my favorite monsters. I saw them first when I was reading the Dritz books. And like, even though you've seen a lot of the monsters before this in the books, like Deep Gnomes and illithids and Drow and drider you've seen all of those things. This was like a very stereotypical scene of like when you're playing D and you have a random encounter of like tactic monsters that you're not ready for. And they ambush you. This was like one of the very first scenes in the books that does that kind of thing and stuck with me. Cause they slaughtered a whole village and they, they accidentally only left two kids alive. And then I think they came back and finished those kids off too. So it was like, I w- when I saw them first, I was like, wow. Wow. Not only are they hyena people, which I think is really cool, but they're brutal. They're ruthless and they're violent as hell.
0: Yes, they that was the that was what I was gonna say. They are infernal creatures. I don't think at least me and Alex didn't know before we started researching.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so they've just they've got some fucking viciousness in them. They are soups evil. Yeah. Um and I think of everything we've covered, they probably have the strongest packed like pack mentality. And, like, most coordinated and most likely to, like, as a pack, slaughter a village, you know? I would and- say
1: the only thing that would give it a run for its money were, would be those uh Sasquatch things. What
2: are they called? The Yetis? That we
1: yeah, the Yetis. Because don't they hunt in packs as well?
2: Uh, they work together, but it's not, like, their main MO. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. then never mind.
0: And, like, Noles, you're to gonna- Find in much bigger packs, I think, than yeah. Oh yeah. One or one to five Yetis, maybe. Yeah, for sure. And Noles, as far as I know, like just keep if you don't get rid of them, it's they're just going to multiply. They're just going to keep growing in numbers.
2: So the thing about gnolls is they're they're hyena humanoids. So take that idea of uh hyenas and pretty much throw away all of their stuff except for their viciousness uh when combining forces to uh take down something weaker than themselves because hyenas are going to hunt when they're hungry and stop when they're full you know and they are hunting out of necessity Knolls are not doing that Knolls gorge themselves Knolls will gorge themselves and sometimes like they won't even necessarily eat the the people they will just destroy them
1: can we do something that we usually talk about how they reproduce now?
2: Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about how they first came into being?
1: Yeah, because okay. it, it's all in a chain of events, I feel like.
2: So I, I have, I've had to open two separate monster manuals for this episode, y'all. Cause I thought, uh, I thought if we're talking about gnolls, we should probably talk about Yanogu, uh, cause he's pretty specific to the gnolls, um. He is the beast of butchery and I'm sure we'll put a picture of him on the Instagram. Cause he is a terrifying boy. Um, he's 14 feet tall and is one of the rare. Well, he's a fiend. He's a fiend from, uh, the abyss and in a, a rare occurrence, he actually set foot on, you know, the mortal plane. Um, wherever that is in your world and he did so a couple times but he just destroyed everything essentially killed people for no reason just creating destruction he, he butchered people and communities and i mean he's a 14 foot tall monster of destruction um eventually he was sent back uh and i think he did this more than once um
1: yeah like a few times right yeah Ooh.
2: at least two maybe three or four uh so he is a for some reason is able to at some point come to the mortal plane, which is scary because he's, uh, he's not a easy foe to take down. And in his wake, he obviously left lots and lots of bodies. Uh, he kind of looks like a hyena a little bit, like a massive mutated, like like, skeletal humanoid. Yeah. Yeah. Real gross. Um, but, uh, packs of, uh, hyenas would follow him and gorge themselves uh, on the bodies of the fallen that uh, he left, and they would keep gorging themselves until they were too fat to move. And I guess uh, uh, this part is a little bit confusing, but I think they, he came they back. He,
1: he pops them with a needle.
2: Yeah, he he came back, <clears throat> and popped them all with a needle, and in the the fleshy explosion, explosion. of flesh.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's the best part is the explosion of flesh
2: yeah that is uh that is where the gnolls came from i mean we've
1: seen some i feel like weirder creation when think so. magic happens and we're talking about basically a god almost a god at least
2: i think technically a god yeah
1: yeah and like he has dark power and and influence just emanating off of him um tainting all of his kills which is in the in like turn going into the bodies of these regular hyenas. So the fact that they'll, they'll eat until past the point of fullness and like so much so that they can't even move, which, I mean, most animals have survival instincts. They won't do that. You know, I think that's part of that magic, but it's not too much of a stretch to see that like this malevolent demon walking the earth and killing things is just like hoping that, these tainted beings will at some point just explode into something like him, you know?
2: Uh, I think it may have been intentional all, even if it wasn't, uh, an initial like thought, but he may have like seen these things that are just like, uh, you know, they're, I would say they have butcher tendencies. Like when they're, when you see like a, a group of hyenas taking down like a body, like that's a vicious thing to watch. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I would guess that he saw that and he was like, oh, these could be my worshipers or also he didn't kill them all. So,
0: you that's know, true. there was some intent he there because
2: yeah. he could have, and they were following him. Yep. So that's how the first gnolls came into being, um, which isn't too much different than how they continue to come into being. Um, and I, I saw a thing that explained like, you know, you to, uh, the, uh, the gnolls their relationship is like you know who's kind of like the queen bee so it's not like a hive mind necessarily but like they're going to act in service and like also attempt to recreate his intentions so just like butchery on on a smaller scale just because they're not as strong Um, Yeah,
1: but still devastating. Don't. But
2: still devastating. They're not. Yeah. They're gonna kill any normal like humanoid race like that's not started to level up or become stronger.
1: Yep, and they're not stupid, so they're they're gonna stick away from you know walled cities or fortified outposts and and stuff, and they're gonna tend to stay towards like homesteads or ambushing your caravan, uh, no matter how guarded it is, you know, and the women, the children, the sick, the old, all are dying first.
2: Yeah. Because that's first. how,
1: yeah, that's how
2: that they are, they go. More
0: strategies. Yep. Than, um, a lot of other races.
2: Yeah, they do yeah. have a lot of like specific strategies that they follow. Mm-hmm. And I think that's mostly um, you know, for most people uh fighting in a battle, those strategies would be used to, you know, win the battle or sustain the least amount of damage. For them, it's kind of like we don't really care if we win, but we wanna live and kill as many things as possible. So yeah. that is it's it's more nefarious mm-hmm. than like a standard battle tactic. In and then you don't have individuals
1: like- going for like honor or glory yeah. as long because they don't think like that. They they don't mind if they as an individual fall so long as the null continue. And
2: Yep. Uh, also uh we said we would talk about their uh, reproduction. So yeah. that is, like I said, basically the same, uh, as the, you know, uh, the, the Knolls. uh, they carry, uh, or they have a lot of hyenas as pets essentially yep. that follow them around. And if they eat enough and gorge themselves, then they have a chance to, uh, I guess, burst into a, another explosion of flesh and turn into a gnoll. And that's kind of just a little bit random. But past that, I didn't see any specifics on how that works. Like,
1: Yeah, that's pretty much what I gathered too, that it's just <clears throat> the gnoll are lesser versions of Yanogu, basically. Yeah. And as they kill, they also spread that darkness. And it attracts regular hyena who then gorge on the darkness infected kills and yeah i it just becomes uh the way of making more
2: yep gnolls um are are strange right a gnoll is a medium humanoid they can then continue on their path and become a gnoll pack lord uh which is basically the alpha um pack lord and if they go even uh further i guess win enough battles um and uh perform demonic rituals of blood offerings to Yanogu, uh they can then become a nolfang of Yanogu, uh which somehow turns them into a medium fiend uh which is the same same thing that uh Yenogu is as a fiend from yeah. the abyss i i saw and- on in
1: my research today that like Wizards of the Coast put out two tweets saying that gnolls technically should all be fiends, since that they are like basically like aberrations from the abyss, but they're like demon influenced instead. Yeah, I think
2: I think that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Especially like once they go from hyena, which is a beast, into a gnoll, yeah, that that like fiendish influence (laughs) automatically Mm -hmm. changes there.
1: Yeah, at least at least monstrosity for me. When you know they, what I mean? But yeah,
2: yeah.
0: In their distinctions, they like say demonic bloodlines, which I feel like is not a bad way to put it. But I do think if you have a demonic bloodline, you kind of have to be a fiend.
1: Type. Yeah, I mean it should be a little bit more explicit. I would I would say
0: at least like a subtype or a, mm-hmm. like a dual type kind of thing. Like I feel yeah. like an easy one to have as two types, like a humanoid fiend
2: so yeah i i agree um you know what i think is also pretty scary about these things in like say say you're in a a little medieval village right and you have a a creature that's like known and so you put up defenses against it you know like some goblins they they kind of like steal your your crop sometimes or you know pillage your, your town but you're able to fend them off um Or hire adventurers to take care of them. Like, I feel like with the gnolls, you don't get the opportunity to fend off or prepare because they never really hit the same place twice, and they're nomadic. So, like, they can literally just pop up in a massive group anywhere, attack, and then, like, will go disappear, Disappear. scatter, reform somewhere uh, half a continent away, and then attack again. So it's like, unless... Unless you are one of the surviving villagers and you get a bunch of strong people with you and your only purpose is to track them down and kill them. It's going to be, it's going to be hard to even find them. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're fast. I know they only have 30 feet of movement, but yeah, I I think that's part of the scariest part is, is like their, their nomadic thing. Uh, just because it literally says they attack like a plague of (laughs) locusts.
1: Oh yeah. That would
2: suck. (laughs) Yeah. They, they, they just gnaw corpses and befoul the lands it's It's pretty graphic. these guys are not you know they don't they don't shy away on this stat block from just being extremely brutal yeah
1: i I think that it's a really fun version of a monster like that because you know goblins when you have a thousand of them are terrifying for us, but like unless you have a thousand yeah, you know it's fine and like like with most of the monsters that we that we have like come across in our show some of them are like the goblins you you kind of like you're not scared of them unless these very specific requirements are met yeah but then and then on the flip side you have monsters like the lich or a dragon where you know like you want to stay as far away from these things as possible and usually there's signs to tell you don't fucking go here but with Knowles, it's, it's a little bit of both because you don't know where they're going to be. You don't know when they're going to come. For most of, of your experience as, like, as like a player or as your character itself, you're not really going to think much of them outside of like legends, tales, and stories. Yep. But then that moment hits and a wave of destruction, uh, of evil bloodshed, comes through and if you survive good great good for you but but honestly what are you supposed to do after that you know like you said you would either have to be someone like a ranger or you know someone who's who's got connections to people who can track yeah. things like that or you make it your life's goal to exactly. just wander the earth hoping you see them again because that's that's really what you're up against is some kind of ghostly plague uh, yeah and
2: they're going to uh like you're going to hear that they attacked a village and then they're going to be gone by the time you can even find that village yeah so i mean it's it's difficult and you're not going to be able to really find any allies of the Knoll uh to interrogate because they literally one of their things is they are enemy to all uh not even the most savage of orcs uh will uh, ally themselves with the goal uh the gnolls <laughs> nope. um Same. yeah they they just like i i kind of see these guys as like uh if you have a party uh, of adventurers that wants to like talk to every monster to try and see if there's like a way not to fight it like sure. that could happen with most monsters like if you can somehow figure out a way to talk with it and you can somehow figure out their objectives and see how they can complete their objectives without death and destruction. Like, you could probably convince a goblin not to do his goblin stuff, like, depending (laughs) on his end goal, right? The gnoll's end goal is to just kill things and, you know, do his thing. So I, I feel like as a DM, if you have that party and you want them to just kill something because there's no... There's no saving there no, them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that would be the gnolls. I was where the gnolls come in. Now, most, most parties don't have that problem. <laughs> They're just going to kill anything that's They're attacking murder, people. They're murder hobos anyway. Yeah. But I think, um, I think this is an easy tool in that way. Or also, you know, if you're, here's the thing about knolls, right? When you, when you take down something that's terrorizing a countryside or whatever, like you can become heroes for, for taking it down, but like we talked about, you know, they don't hit the same place twice. They could be in a different country every time they attack. So like even if you kill all of these things, like you're not gaining that recognition and they're probably yep. they're probably harder to kill than you, you know most of those things other than like and, a dragon or something.
1: <laughs> and realistically, they're not going to hit places that would garner you to get some kind of reward or honor or legend because they don't hit like walled cities or um, anything bigger than probably a, a small settlement of like two or three families, you know, and I think that's all it.
0: Equal to them.
1: Yep. As long as they can, as long as they know that they can kill it, they will.
0: And there, you know?
2: There's like a small asterisk on that because, um, uh, Yonogu could send a, an omen saying, kill this thing that you wouldn't know. That's true. Yeah. And, and he will do nope. that from time to time, especially with the, uh, the fangs of yunogu i mean they're they're beefy they're they're i mean they're cr4 which is double a regular null or more than double um yeah because a a null is what half a cr yeah null pack lord is two null fang of yunogu is four so the thing about them is you're not fighting just one right yeah you're fighting you're fighting a pack they they, there's going to be a lot of them Uh, they're (laughs) the they make three attacks. If you're fighting three, three gnoll fangs of Yanogu, uh, a pack lord, and like 20 gnolls, that's a difficult fight. That's a big fight. That's a big yeah. fight. That's, that's terrifying.
0: Not, yeah. Like,
2: yeah, you might be killing one or two around, but they're going to be making so many attacks.
0: You have to be pretty high level to survive that, or have a lot of you.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's ways, right? Uh, a- area of effect spells. Yeah, help can quickly.
0: You
2: yeah, homebrew, homebrew cleave rules, which you're, yeah, gonna, yeah. you're a fan of, Dylan. I'm a fan of it. Speeds things up.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, just depending on how many.
2: I mean, if there's
1: more than twenty enemies, I feel, I feel it's like that's gonna, a good. Yeah, goal. you got to cleave. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, cleave it, it out.
2: Got to cleave.
0: Because yeah, um, I will say, it breaks my heart when you get like a nat twenty and the creature only has like three. Hit one points health. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <one laughs> three...
2: Yeah. <laughs> They're just they're just mean. They're they're really ugly. Um
0: and they're unpredictable. Yeah. Because of their like because of how uh dedicated they are to um what's his butt.
1: Yeah, you know. Uh,
0: you. You know they they look for they see signs of from Unogu you know in everything. Yeah. Um everywhere. And they're constantly looking for them too. So like they you can't really predict what they're gonna do because like They'll kill something, look at the blood splatter, think that they're seeing a sign from Yonogu and like just do something crazily and wildly different, which is probably killing something else or just heading in a wildly different direction. But still.
2: But also maybe not because like Yonogu is pretty much just in charge of, of the gnolls. I mean, there is a cultist Hi. of Yunogu. Or there's yeah. a cult of you know goo, but like which is fun to yeah, think about. <laughs> that's, that's weird. I mean, that's just another some like,
1: normal like normal non knolls being like, you know what? Yeah, the Gnoll way is the way for the, me.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, oh <laughs> really? Okay.
1: They're buying the company line, uh,
2: but but like, you think about most deities, and they have so many things to worry about, so many followers and worshipers, There's got to only be so many packs of knolls, like. He could send, like, he's got nothing else to do on the abyssal plane except for just, like, you know, help them be destructive. So he's probably sending them, you know, objectives all the time. Or, well, like, to helping that point, them. like, that maybe
0: actually seeing the signs. They probably, there probably are signs. I'm sure. yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. But also to the point of, like, he he's only in charge of the gnolls and there are only so many gnolls. Like, He's a prince of, of the abyss, so his tactics would have to be that, like, yeah, I love brutality, I love violence, I love bloodshed and death, and that includes, but not limited to my own things that I'm putting yeah. out on the playing field, so I'm going to have to replenish them, you know, so he's yeah. got to keep that that will to go.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's just, and I'm sure he he doesn't mind watching his gnolls die, so... Nah. So, like, (laughs) it doesn't really matter. He'll throw them against, you know, an ocean if he's got another pack ready to go. And they'll follow him. They'll do it. Kill the the ocean!
0: The packs don't really interact unless... It, they are in times of war. Actually, they're they're so blood lust centric that they don't actually like upgrade their technology. They only ever they they use their scavenged weaponry
2: and
1: stuff,
0: weaponry that they get to create. You know their their armor. Yeah, because uh, like
1: what, the only thing that they actually make themselves are their bows, right?
2: Uh, yeah, and
0: yeah, yeah. I, I think I saw I that know. somewhere. I would believe that but yeah most of, like the one of the why most of the weapons they use are, are rudimentary weapons yeah. is because like they're not going to go and like get like magical weapons because that's not what they're looting from like the people no. you know we like Alex said like you're not getting too high of prizes or anything from where you're going because like Average villagers aren't going to have magical weapons or really good armor. But if you were to go, you know, behind the walls of a city and like raid and kill that place, yeah, you might get your hands on some more like technologically, magically savvy armor and weapons. But that's just not really who they are.
1: I was like going to ask too do you think that, like, let's say it's like a caravan of eight carts from a merchant, right? And on that car- on those cards somewhere are a couple high-grade magical items.
0: Oh, if right? they're not obvious, they're not going to get them.
1: I was about to ask, do you think that they would loot after killing them? Because that's not really the style um, I'm getting from them.
0: They're like scavengers, not looters.
2: So, like, there is actually something on that. Um, oh. Okay. So, uh, the pack lords uh, will take okay. magic items. Um but not necessarily to use them as magic items. So they—they'll basically all the gnolls will—they'll take stuff that they need to continue causing destruction, like better sure. armor, weapons, blah blah blah. But um, the Pack lord earns the best of uh, a gnoll's pack spoils, like the food, valuable trinkets, and magic items. Um, and this is coming straight from the uh, the monster manual. Uh, it ornaments its body with brutal piercings and grotesque trophies, dyeing its fur with demonic sigils, hoping Yanogu will m- make it invulnerable. So the way I picture that is like it's going to take all these crazy magic items and stuff, but only as trophies uh, yeah. to kind of make itself like more fearsome and scarier sure. looking and like literally dye its fur and demonic symbols like <laughs> so That's I see cool. them like maybe taking like specific magic items if it's something that it can use like ornamentally, yeah. Or even even going as far as like using a magic sword because it looks fearsome.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess so. What I where I was reading, it's I just think that they don't come across those things unless no, they're I don't in think they would. More sure. times of war where they're going to, you know, make bolder attacks. On more civilized areas because their numbers are higher and they have like a bigger drive to do that but when they're just like killing whatever they can smell or come across like for sure I, yeah they're
2: not gonna end up not with too many.
0: many Too much but they're still gonna like take what they have and mash it together and adorn it with like whatever they can
2: yeah yeah they're not very smart no so, like, but- six eight and ten uh for intelligence oh <laughs> so,
1: all the all the way up to the fang, yeah, 10 wow is the okay. highest,
2: yeah, which is like average intelligence, mhm mm-hmm.
0: that's so that's so funny because, like if that's the case, then I would say that they would uh their war tactics would have to be like just them following signs from
2: yeah, and uh, their wisdom's a little bit higher, so
0: fair, like so like they're like street smart signs, <laughs> yeah like yeah from uh it's not much know, higher
2: but it's a consistent like 10 11 11 so yeah they Another. know how to survive yeah
0: they know how to survive and serve mhm for them serving is just following the signs and killing for blood mm-hmm. lust
2: <laughs> <laughs> speaking of, of blood lust there's kind of like a, a a laugh some kind of like laugh in the distance yeah of, it sounds kind of like something. a yip almost yeah you know? yeah oh there's a lot of it oh i'm gonna i'm gonna check that out oh a couple Here. screams oh, oh that's yeah. good oh boy i think i know where this is going all right <laughs> uh
0: we're
2: gonna take a short break while i investigate thanks guys for listening to our Noel episode i know it's a pretty gruesome one but Hey, still fun. Hope you're enjoying it. We enjoyed recording it. If you want to hear about something less gruesome or maybe something more gruesome, you can reach us at MorningsWMonsters with your questions, comments, concerns, or suggested monsters for upcoming uh, topics of discussion. Uh, As always, huge shout out to at Cake for our amazing cover art, and if you found us through a sticker QR code situation, uh, that is all thanks to at Olava's Cryptid Crafts. Check them both out on Instagram. They got some amazing work to to look at. Uh, if you guys uh, have any friends that haven't heard of Mornings with Monsters, tell them to check us out because that's the best way to advertise is word of mouth. They can find us on wherever you get your podcasts as well as youtube so make sure you like comment share subscribe all that good stuff and tune in next week for another new exciting and probably scary monster that's going to do it for us this week thanks do you uh do you find those yips the laughing and screaming <laughs> yeah uh so yeah i mean there's some knolls, but there's still a couple houses down so think we have time to finish this episode might have to i don't know there's there's still something in my brain that's telling me it should be fine <laughs> not sure if it was the dragon the lich or the not observers um beholders beholders yeah yeah i don't know one of those lasting effects um it's telling me it should be okay friend or foe how would you befriend it or how would you kill it
0: well, we kind of touched on this.
1: Yeah, a little bit. And, <laughs> little it, bit. It, and I h- held off because I wanted to talk about it during our prompt. But I feel like I want to find like a stranded solo Noel, And I want to do it as Eben. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because.
0: If I- Eben's going to be fucking racist against Goliath, <laughs> he's probably going to be racist against Knowles.
1: I don't see the logic in that at all.
0: I, I mean, know, I they're
1: not related to giants. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't like demons, so it's not like I'm going to like, you know, I mean. but as Eben, I'd love to get into a fight of, of like, like a test of strength with him, you know, just tussle and try to kill each other. And if I win, I don't kill him. You know what I mean? But, but I mean, tell him like, yo, we fight things all the time, and we fight huge, dangerous, ferocious ass shit. You want some of that? Come with us. Fight with us. Oh gosh, we uh, can guarantee you violence, guaranteed. Everything's trying to kill us, homie. Everything.
0: I'm not traveling with a knoll. I don't trust that.
2: I mean, there. Wait, there here's there are the thing, though: packs of knolls on your, your home continent. It's, yeah, like, but It desert like? Right, but like, listen. Knolls will protect the pack right yeah
1: they they're pretty ferocious about their loyalty when they fight with things you win but one over
0: fight with other Knolls.
1: you win one over and you
2: don't know what happens
1: you
0: can truly win one over
1: i mm. i would like to try through i would like to try through violence we i think violence is that, the answer
2: we did convince that uh ancient blood elemental to fight with us Yeah, that's... Um, You (laughs) strong-armed it with your god shard. (laughs) That's cheating. But I think it's coming around.
1: I mean, yeah. I feel like I... I, It has to, right?
0: I don't know if the blood elemental has something like Yenogu. Yeah, I
1: don't know.
0: So strongly present in its existence.
1: But that's why I would say... I would be, like, very... Adamant about giving it... The... The spiel of... We can guarantee you bloodshed and violence... We can guarantee
2: it. That thing would uh die in the first big battle.
1: I've got Rudic shield, bro.
0: And you
2: It's got 22 it? health.
0: <laughs> it was. You want to
2: 22 It would die. Yeah, he's dead. I mean, even if it. Uh,
0: sure. If you
2: con I don't think you're convincing a fang of Yonogu. And so the best you got is a uh, Pack Lord, which is 50 health. Which I doubt. I I, I still doubt I would convince a Pack Lord cuz the whole
1: thing hinges on a lone null. which is not common.
2: No, no. So displaced, probably blind. Oh, um. yeah.
0: <laughs> You'd probably accidentally kill it.
2: Yeah, I mean, unless you're doing non-lethal hits. Okay. Uh, fun, fun thing we forgot to mention is their rampage. Um. Oh. When the gnoll reduces a creature to zero hit points uh, with a melee attack on its turn, uh, the knoll can take a bonus action to move half of its speed and make a quick bite attack. So every time something dies, all of the gnolls can then make an attack. Damn. So brutal. And that's very hyena-like, I think.
0: I think so, too. Kind of like the blood is shed, so there's like a frenzy. Also, like-, like,
2: what a big yeah. fuck you, <laughs> right? You're fighting a pack of gnolls, and you're like one of your teammates goes down and you're like, we still got this, and then all 20 gnolls get to make an attack. And then another <laughs> one goes hope. down because of it. You better um, hope your fucking dexterity is high. Yeah. And it's not even a it's not even a, a reaction. It's just a bonus action. So if that if that follow up of 20 gnolls uh, all attacking you kills another one of you, they can then do it again. But that's fucked up. <laughs> a chain reaction. Yeah.
0: I mean that's why like that's one of those things that makes them like so much more intimidating than other pack mentality creatures. Yeah. Cuz like the multiplying the attack multiplying essentially like it's fucking wild.
2: Yeah, but I mean they might not even hit your AC so it's not it's guaranteed. doable. It's not guaranteed. Yeah. Um so I crazy. would I would if I'm going to try and befriend it because why not? I would probably just start a cult of Yunogu. And um, yeah. 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 And then just, you know, we're on the same page. Which means we would want to kill each other, but like only as far as gnolls want to kill each other. Which isn't yeah. as much as they want to kill everything else. Um, but most likely I'm going to end up fighting it. Uh, if I had to fight it, I would bring lots of friends. And I would fight it as something with super high AC and heals. Um, so Cleric, Paladin, maybe.
1: Paladin would be cool. Um, Multi- do they get multi-attack? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes, they do. That'd be uh, cool. But yeah, something with a lot like a heal tank, probably. Because like at some point you're going to have to get your... <laughs> boost stuff. Yeah, you're going to have to get that uh, health back because they are going to pick away at you. But I don't think it's undoable. I think uh, I think with several strong people or a small army, uh, you could take them down fairly easy. But uh, it would still be a tough fight. I mean, we're picturing it as, like, I would say not the stereotypical null fight. Because, like, these are probably things that are getting thrown at you before level 10 in, like, smaller groups. But yeah. we're thinking of it as, like, a uh, knoll pack that's thrived for a couple decades and has grown, yeah. and yep. you know they have several uh, fangs of Yunogu and yeah, that that's a lot uh, tougher to fight than than just like ten regular gnolls. <laughs> yeah, which is, I mean, ten would be still hard
1: if you're under level ten.
2: That's true. It's it would yeah. be hard, but it w- wouldn't be like wouldn't be impossible crazy
0: fight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would. Yeah, it would be a fight for sure. It would be a foe. I don't think I would even bother trying to befriend it. Um, Murder hobo. It's. I mean, it's not (laughs) even necessarily that. I think it's just that, like, I have. I have relatively good insight as a person, and so, like, my. I. I always. Like,
2: she's seen the Lion King. Yeah.
0: Well, when I don't have, when I don't have, like a. I have to, like, I only have, like, one character that doesn't have a high insight, and it's so hard for me to, like, be like, wait, I need to roll to see if I would know this, not like, I can't just know this because my like character builds build. exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's, I think I would just, like, instinctually kind of know that I, it would be a lot harder to befriend it than it would be to uh, attempt to kill it. Yeah. Which is fair.
1: I think that's fair and true. For sure.
2: Yeah. If you were to homebrew this monster, what would you add or change? Um, I'd like to play as one. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, there is a way to do that. um, Yeah. Canonically. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, we probably should have touched on this the last one, but there are like, there are reformed gnolls that are not evil uh, in like the Eberron world, I believe. Um, so it's like, it's not completely unrealistic to play one. Okay. that's. Cool. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I didn't do too much research on that, but
1: yeah, same. I didn't go into the rabbit hole of player nulls, but it would be fun. I think that would be cool.
2: Yeah. I, I think they're introduced in one of the books as like a potential playable race. All
1: right. Well, I got, I just got an idea, but I'll save it for gotcha. the, the, the end prompt.
2: Sure. I think, uh, maybe this is what I would change and that would be uh give it a fourth form maybe like an ascended fang of yunogu something oh. um i'd give it a fourth form make it a little stronger and give it the ability and like make it so that there could only be one in every pact right and it would be something that you know over level 10s would you know have a difficult time fighting cuz i think uh i think gnolls are uh, as as you guys are leveling up i'm finding it harder and harder to throw those kind of encounters at you yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and i think it would be cool to give it like um the i don't know call it like the claw or the the mauve you know goo or something and um, uh yeah just like a, a vicious thing and its main thing is that it can basically level up all the other gnolls so kind of like raise all their hp ac kind of thing It'd be
1: cool as a balance b- for the regular fangs because, like, they have their whip of all fucking horribleness, and it would balance it out if you're also having some one thing in the corner a little bit more adept with magic, just being like, "Hey, man, all of you guys with nasty godhood, come up a little bit," you yeah. know? Yeah,
2: maybe
0: yeah. A aura rather than a a. So, like, more of an innate aura magic rather than like a learned magic.
2: Yeah, either that or like a demonic ritual cast. Uh, yeah, that's what I would to see. Just it like as. always, always mm-hmm. like buff them, basically. Yeah. At some detrimental, like you know, thing to them, like they have to only act in service of Yenobu, which they already do. But I would uh, say, like, uh, to balance it, if
1: you're going to roll, if you're going to really do it, maybe to make it a regular ritual spell. You know what I mean? Something that takes time, but then for every ten r- rounds of battle or so, like they have to roll a D twenty and subtract HP. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. it would be some sort of like I I'm giving of myself. I'm a little bit sturdier. I'm blessed with like more of Daddy Unugu's magic. Yeah, but to boost you guys, I'm gonna take a little bit of my health and sacrifice that for the good of the pack.
2: Kind of like a a. A beacon buff Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. okay yep, yeah something like that would be interesting because there's no magic um anywhere in all of these stat blocks yeah
1: even though they do they do mention that like there can be some form of like magic wielding null
2: yeah so i mean give it a stat block put one in the null pack and you got a much like leveled up fight basically and then you don't have awesome. to throw 50 nulls at them <laughs> you can just throw 10 nulls at them and they're they're a decent fight yeah. um, other than that though i think they're really well built um i really really like the rampage thing that's very unique that's cool it's it's a nice way to like you know crush uh some hopes and dreams as a dm i think um because like what's better than like your character going down uh and then having to deal with every single creature that's attacking you getting to make a bonus attack yeah it's awesome capitalizing
1: on uh the like manufactured distress and and heartbreak at your table is one of the few delights as a dm i feel like you know like you see something so terrible and like it ripples across the the faces of your players that's when you want to throw something in that both makes it worse and better at the same time. Yeah,
2: you, know, like you want to create a full spectrum of emotions and sometimes despair is on that spectrum.
1: Um, yeah, don't be afraid to touch on it. It, it makes for a really, really, really good storyline afterwards.
2: Yeah,
0: exactly. This is true. Especially
2: when you have to re-roll a new character and come up with yep. a whole new backstory. All Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Um, other than that, I think their uh, stat block's pretty good. So yeah, they're pretty good. Um, and I think we can probably speed right through this, unless you guys have any notes on uh, their base alignment, which is chaotic evil.
0: Nah, no. nah, Makes I didn't sense. think so.
2: Yeah, nope. that one's a easy, cut and dry. Mostly,
1: thing. mostly, and I would argue usually because <clears throat> they stick to what they're supposed to do, pretty yeah, pretty black and white. But they'll fuck their own dudes up if yeah. they have to. So, And there's it, not a lot of is, outliers. Nah, it's chaos, man. It's it's true chaos.
2: How would you like to see them in gameplay or media?
1: Well, I have a great idea, but I'll let you go first if you want.
2: Cool, 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 cool. I had a pretty cool idea that I came up with kind of while we were talking about this, uh, as I often do. So you take a pack of gnolls, right? You know, been watching all of his different packs, you know, he's watching for that opportunity to, like, reclaim his place in the mortal realm. Because, like, that's a lot of these things want to do is they want to get back to the mortal realm to, like, just cause death and destruction. Because it's not as rewarding in the abyssal plane because they just come back or whatever. Um, So he eventually, like, through his chaotic evil intentions uh has one of the packs that's like really thriving and they're really chaotic and really evil and he sees that like if they push just a little bit harder then uh, like they may open the doors for me to be able to come back so uh he targets a he has them target like a very specific like um i don't want to say cult but maybe like a an a little known outpost of like people studying magic right okay so like just think like that that random like group of wizards that's like isolated somewhere he has them kill all of them and then take all of their magic weapons (laughs) so like specifically gives them an order to try and use all of these magical weapons right um so now you have a chaotic evil group of gnolls with just like fucking tons of magic weapons that they don't know how to use and they're yeah. just fucking firing off and like killing each other by accident and like yeah. like that just sounds so much fun and like it i don't does. i don't have an end game for the story but like that through that somehow they try to you know bring Yonogu forth and that's when the party of adventurers comes in to investigate the missing mages cuz they lost communication yeah. um, they just see That'd like great. the aftermath of a null scene and then you go find them and they're just fucking throwing spells at you and shit that just don't make sense because they've stolen all of these potions yeah maybe some one of them's gained the power of flight you know just like basically one
1: raises a a staff to like smite you and it just like teleports 20 feet away (laughs) yeah exactly yeah like
2: just like some chaotic magic bullshit and uh, I think that would be a lot of fun although scary as a DM because you're throwing a ton of uh, free magic weapons
1: um, yeah. If your party, if your party wins, they get a bunch of cool shit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think that just would be a very fun, chaotic little adventure. Uh, how about you guys? Game player media?
1: I too uh, came up with a cool little campaign story on the spot uh, when we were talking about them. Uh, I would love to get a party together willing to all play gnolls. Okay. And the setting is is that they're a, a small pack of gnolls and it's a survival game. Uh they have to make the decisions on where to go, what to hit, how they're going to do it. And as the DM, all I'm doing is throwing like normal ass civilization maps at them. Like, you know, you know, if they choose to go like in the wilds on a good roll, they'll they'll encounter some things to hunt, whatever. My job as a DM will will be like to track their decisions and like to basically keep a, a point system that makes sense and, and is balanced to see which of the party members make better decisions for the pack that keep them alive. And which, you know, will end up getting the pack dead or themselves dead. And give, uh, like, an ascension order to where, like, the end game would be, like, are you going to be a Fang at the end? Or are you going to be stuck as, like, a level 10 capped null? I love that
2: so much.
0: Almost like null character creation. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, like, through it and through your decisions you get to choose like basically your your highest potential as a player
2: and then uh just like throw in there like if they hit too many villages on the same like kingdom they yep. start getting like the gta wanted levels and yep, then the, absolutely the, the kings are going to send out their forces like, to, <laughs> to fight like them. instead
1: of you know instead of like a like a merchant encounter or like a uh, like a small like farm encounter they'll come across like four adventurers on horseback just armed to the fucking teeth sweet (laughs) and like you know like they won't even you as the party wouldn't even get a chance to roll initiative uh normally you'd have to roll at a disadvantage because these adventurers saw you and they're looking for you so they're hurtling towards you weapons drawn fast as fuck you know so it would be, it Play would be fun.
2: Monsters? Yeah. yeah.
1: Like it would be really fun to give the party the opposite perspective. And, and I think that gnolls would work the best for that. Yeah. Like Ooh. it, it wouldn't be as fun to do it with goblins or something like that no. because it's, it's They're too
2: squishy. Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think it would be easy to like slightly scale them to like, like yeah. maybe give them a like a D six after a couple levels instead of a D four for their damage and like uh, raise their AC by one or two and then hit points. Like, yeah, just like basic stuff yep. like that. But would I would also be- create
1: the whole level range. And, and like, I would also have like the cap. So like, if you make the yes. decisions that cap you at null, your level 10 stats, that's it. That's like max stat. You know what I mean? But like, if you can get to a fang, you can be level 20.
2: Yeah. And
1: you're just going to have really, to
2: sacrifice some things to, you know. Yep. So you're kind of, you play as like uh, a little bit of Yanobu you know, too, as a DM. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Yep. Because
1: cause at some points I will have to, you know, like, like Melina was saying, like in the viscera or the blood splatter on the wall, I mm-hmm. will have to put some sort of sign in it, yeah. you know, like something for the party to interpret and how they interpret it and the decisions they make from that will go on the point scale because you know, something's coming from it. Something, you know, if you've got a group
2: of murder hobos, that is a perfect campaign.
1: Yep. (laughs) Yep. And I mean, it would be really fun to do it with you guys. I think I would would want at least five people because I think to be realistic as a pack of Noel five would be, at least the least you would need. I think it know? would be
2: fast paced too. I don't think that would be a super long campaign.
1: No, no. I mean, I mean, more often than not, my party's going to die. Yeah. You sure. know, like, it, and that's kind of cool. That's, that's actually part of the, the, um, the draw to, to replay Cause we could play that <laughs> when we get bored. Yeah. Oh, you guys want to play the null campaign? We died last time. So everybody re-roll your gnolls. And let's start again. You know what it's I mean?
0: It's like level one or zero characters.
2: <clears throat> yeah. That's a good t-shirt. Reroll the gnolls. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it would be super fun to use uh, the rampage as like a character.
1: I think that as like, I would do that. You're going yep. to
2: kill a lot of uh, people yep. as a player character. So.
1: Yeah. And, and I want that to invoke the like, frenzy in your, in your party. Yep. So that like your, your chances of dying as a playable knoll will go down considerably at that point, you know and and as a dm I might be kind to you and throw you a flock of sheep or two in the beginning, yeah, just absolutely hammer things, so amazing
0: I wanna what about you, Melina? all right, so I also came up with one while we were talking about it um so we start with two like. Let's go with like eight-year-old twins in a tree, high up in the forest, and some gnolls come in and wipe out their village while they're up in this tree. So they're the lone two survivors that witness this. So uh, these tree children are like from a family of like hunters, essentially. So they're they like as young teenagers are are rangers by by nature and then uh one becomes a paladin ranger and then one goes into like i want to say like multi-class is like a either like a wizard or a sorcerer and oh, a okay. so um they can track and like so they like spend their whole lives like just getting stronger and tracking gnolls and learning everything they can about them so that when they're strong enough and they're like between level eighteen and twenty, just go in and decimate like an entire uh, horde of
1: gnolls. That'd be cool. Maybe yeah. even like drawing attention at that point of of Daddy Yunogu know, at that point, you yeah. know and, yeah. and facing off with him. Two two 18 level eighteen twins against Yanogu you know, would be a dope fight.
0: It started as one person in my head and then I was like, no, it needs to be twins, because I don't think they would trust another person to help them.
1: I could see that. That's maybe cool. even that would be it would be cool to throw in like cultists of Yunogu.
0: Yeah. They would to like, to to create that distrust youth.
1: of humans and
2: stuff.
0: Yeah. They you would know? probably find like that's how they would find out more about Yunogu is like yeah. run into a cult of a cult of Younogu, and they like that's when they Torture really them. start to, well, they probably infiltrate it first, and then they're like, what the fuck is going on here? And then kill everybody eventually. I mean, that's just obvious. Damn. Great move.
1: Let's run my campaign and that campaign simultaneously.
2: Oh, God. Yeah, we're, fight- like- we're searching for each other.
1: Or oh! We're trying, we're
2: trying oh. to avoid
1: <laughs> yeah, I as the Knolls I would say probably try to avoid the twins. Yeah,
2: oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> the twins are who's chasing you down. All you know is that every uh every small crew they've come up every small group of Knolls they've come across have not survived.
2: Yeah. 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 That's good stuff. That'd be great. I'd love to watch that. Uh yeah. or play that. Uh Last question, what class would you play if you played a Noel? And I've had to think about this one. I think I have a pretty solid answer, though. Do it. I would play base, cleric, like, uh, you know, as a uh, Yanogu as my deity, obviously. Sure. Yep. As subclass, artificer. Because instead of, uh, you know, tinkering with random like, you know, objects and stuff, I'm going to use, like, the body parts of my slain foes Mm -hmm. and be, like, this really horrifically gory, like, creating demonic symbols to, like, imbue things with the magic power of Yanogu. And, yeah, it'd be really, really gory and really, really gross. Um, But I think it would be (laughs) very interesting. And that would Mm -hmm. not not be a character built uh, for... Any type of like min maxing, it would just purely be like really or, like, terrible scare factor. Yeah, yeah. Just really mm-hmm. terrible like imagery all the time. And like someone that should not be in your standard party kind of thing. It's like feel- why the fuck are we part... why why are we going on an adventure with this fucker? Like
1: <laughs> Yeah. I feel like I would want to like to create my character just to kind of like help
2: your character (laughs)
1: uh i would i would probably do a fighter warlock pact of the blade yeah uh, there you go cross class so that i can have the like ridiculous multi-attack of fighter um with the bonus attack of rampage attached and then like all the cool shit that like warlock pact of the blade would give me
2: lots of shit (laughs) <laughs> yeah lots of stuff. Yep. and
1: it your, would be nice your
2: pact would probably be with uh you know goo you know goo. yep so yep so it'd so be
1: cool stuff. to watch me just like absolutely whirlwind butcher things and you yes. just go and like behind me picking up stuff and being like ah just arm like, leg sh- ma
2: <laughs> <Just shake. laughs> in the aftermath just shaking off the the flesh of a rib cage and like holding <laughs> it up to myself <laughs> this could work <laughs> uh
0: brutal. going to add to the uh, add to the um, graphic brutalityness. Uh and I'm going to say I would just go straight barbarian yeah. and like double up on the the absolute fucking brutalness. Yeah. <laughs> rage and oh god How many attacks would you get with that? I don't even know, but it would be fun. And I would just smash everything. And I feel like I would pick a hammer instead of like a bladed weapon.
1: Uh, Cool. Brutal. Nice. Smash things. That's awesome. You
0: have to like pick apart to find what like any useful. Yeah.
1: It would be like skin bags and inside would just be like. Like jelly candy with fucking nerds in it, you know? Like,
0: ew, <laughs> ew,
2: <laughs>
0: just a stack of broken bones. And-
1: Yum, that would be fun. Yeah. Well, I I think I might have to start writing this null campaign. I'm not gonna lie.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I,
1: I want to start the balance out. That's gonna be the the most important thing, and I need to make it so that it works. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I feel like uh, that might end up being something that we do soon because that would be so fun.
0: That would, would be, fun. be like a one shot null campaign. Yeah,
1: you guys are like simplify the. Fight. I would say I would I would have to say like as a survival game, you're gonna have to be like pretty much loinclothed out. That's it well, at yeah. the beginning. You
2: know.
0: Little do you know, you guys are gonna have to fight. I'm gonna make like Ellen and. Olivia and Drew play Knolls and Beetle and Blarb will have to fight them.
2: Oh. Cool. <laughs> uh Wait. we'll run through. Um, now we won't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not yet. Oh. Blarb,
1: I, I feel like Blarb is gonna be a wild card with with certain things because yeah, he might right not old. just want to kill things. Yeah, and I, and Beetle's gonna be like, bro, you need to. We need to kill that
2: yeah, right well, now. We we will see. How that goes i'm not sure what Blarp's gonna do yet um speaking of not sure what we're gonna do i got some gnolls outside the uh community watch isn't doing so great Good. yeah there goes there goes joe all right Close. uh i gotta rip joe yeah i gotta get out there and help them um i don't really have any weapons but i think i have like a umbrella that has like the samurai sword Oh, yeah. so i'm gonna use that i suppose uh Perfect. all right i'm gonna deal with that but i think that's gonna do it for us this week on mornings with monsters i'm dylan i'm alex
0: and i'm melina
2: we will see you next time
0: bye bye